What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode five of Wavelengths. I'm Stephen Heimers, Justin Harris, the one and only Wayne Diesel, Garrett Cowdray with me. We're going to start today with a little NBA talk. Wayne, I want to ask you the first question. New York Knicks getting hot at the right time. Boston Celtics right there with them. Los Angeles Lakers, Brooklyn Nets kind of on a little decline because of injuries. What's the state of the league looking like? Uh, well, so far my predictions look like they both on track. I I, I thought I, I I wasn't really that high on Brooklyn, no way. Not because the only health concerns I had was really Kyrie, really. But I wasn't really big on the Nets anyway because number one, the kind of finesse and I wasn't sure, and they they was kind of thin down low. This was before they got Blake Griffin in the market, so I just didn't see who they were stopping, who they were stopping down low. And as we saw, they're like what twenty fifth, fifth, sixth. In defensive rating, that ain't no good. Usually most top 10 championship teams, that's some at least in the top 10. Some are top four, depending on the year. But so I'm trying to figure out who they going to stop. And I'm sorry, LaMarcus Aldridge didn't want no parts of Joel Embiid. If you got a heart problem, Joel Embiid is not the guy you want to see. You don't want to see Anthony Davis. You definitely don't want to see LeBron if you got an irregular heartbeat. That is not good for your heart. But so I was just wondering who – who they was who they was gonna be stopping, and now that they getting hurt, I mean everybody's kind of getting hurt. But the thing about it, I don't think the injuries hurt Brooklyn as much as you would think, though, because I got I got a theory that the ball moves better without the big with all of them together. Now you need one or two. Now they're not getting out regardless, but you need one or two because you just kind of depending on Kyrie, Katie, or Harden to do some. Okay, cool. You know, let them do their thing, but now that they aren't there, it forces them to kind of work harder on offense. Because let's be honest, it's this you're not looking at at Joe Harris as hard if you got KD there. You see what I mean? It takes a whole lot of pressure off them. So now the ball's moving more. So I'm not sure if they was just gonna be what we was gonna be thinking anyway with all of them together. And so far as the Knicks, I mean, I told y'all we was I told y'all. <laughs> Yeah, so, I think uh, you may be the one and only person who uh, who actually called this Knicks research, and, and and you were right. I mean, they've been on an absolute tear lately. It's kind of it's 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 exciting. It's great for the NBA when New York's winning games, but um, above everything else, they're just. I mean, I think I think they they just won their seventh in a row, right? Um, uh, seven. You're right. Seven. Yeah, yeah they they just went seven in a row. They're a half game up on the Celtics now in the standings. I mean. It's uh, it's it's actually fun to watch Knicks basketball. It's actually fun. I mean, I've been I've been a Bills fan for a long time, and it's hard not to compare it to you know we had an eighteen year playoff drought there. It felt like you know when we finally started winning games again, it, it felt like uh, the spirit of the game was back. You know, it felt good. It's actually fun to watch, and I'm enjoying myself. I can sit down and watch any Knicks game and know that at the very worst, I'm going to be entertained. For sure. Yeah, I, for sure. I totally agree. And as X and I the other day had a very one-sided conversation in his favor, Julius Randle is doing everything he can to get this team in the playoffs. He doesn't want to be a playing champion. Julius Randle, like it or not, doing everything he can. Like I just said, the Knicks are a blast to watch night in and night out. And like you said, even if they don't win, you know you're going to get a team that plays with as much effort as possible. And if they don't win, they're going to be within 10 points. They very rarely are getting blown out. And especially during this winning streak, everybody's contributing. And this is very much all hands on deck squad. Yeah. 
in but Boston I think too. Boston. Here's my thing. I and I and I've, I've said it, and everybody keeps. I mean, nobody got with it then, but I think I would have traded Jalen Brown. I, I would have because I don't think Jalen Brown and Jason can win together. Now you keep Jason, but just those two together. See, tell y'all something. When having not having something can be the same thing as not having too much. You know what I mean? It's not good to have no shot creators, but if you got too many shot creators, that can be just as detrimental. Because what it is, you're creating shots for some for your own self, but not really no other people. And so as a result is, if you got Jason doing this thing, you know, hot dog and doo-wop in the show, stopping doing that thing like you can, you're doing it for yourself. But what does that leave Jalen Brown? And Jalen Brown, he'll go out there and do the same thing. Okay, well, how are y'all working together? Because if we're looking, there was a time where Boston was really the team to beat in the East. And now we didn't see teams pass them by. You know, trust the process Sixers. They sucked for a good, what, six, seven years that was? And now they right there at the top of the East. Brooklyn got good overnight. And Milwaukee just keep trucking right along. And don't look now, but the Heat just made the finals. So we're looking at Boston. I feel like they kind of – and now the Knicks trying to make some noise knock on the door. So I feel like this duo, yeah, they're young, but I think they kind of hit they peak kind of early you got to really do something so i think and i think that's some of that's on danny age too because you watching all these teams and he's passed you by and i'm just like well wait a minute what are you doing teams that were nothing are, are we talking about now yeah and, the uh, the yeah the lack of moves by danny age is just it, it's been it's been something that's really costing the franchise over the past two seasons but particularly it's particularly evident now i mean it is sort of we admit we actually have holes in the roster we're not just you know it's not like a lack of bench depth is what's killing us it's uh you know we've got no 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 uh, room at big man you know we've got serious issues with um finding the right scheme for the right scenario with the with the guys on the field we have too many guys who specialize in the same thing and uh we need to diversify if we want to make a deep playoff run and, and what the hell are y'all doing with evan fournier <laughs> is, is doing laundry or what because i ain't seen him <laughs> okay That's- um he uh he came out in his first game for us and shot like o of 12 got no zero points like two boards and an assist in like 25 minutes it was a disaster next game he was also crap and then um he had like a three-game stretch where he just could not miss and then he went into the health and safety protocols and um he's he's we i don't know what to expect when he comes back out because he was really hitting his stride and he was hitting it right at the right time and um I don't know if this is going to impact his uh, his growth and his like involvement with the team because he was building good chemistry and making it work. And I don't know if he's going to have that because he's it's like he came, he went, and I was coming back again. I feel like Boston's problem is every single great player on their roster, their best attribute is their scoring. Even when you trade for Fournier, he's known as a come off the bench and can give you twenty on any night. Kimba Walker's your point guard; he doesn't offer much outside of scoring. And then obviously Brown and Tatum, like they don't have a good rebounder. They don't have a good defender or a good passer. I feel like if they really wanted to make a deep run, they need somebody. Like who's going to game seven block Iguodala off the backboard on that team? No one. They, you know? they just don't have that. All they got is scores. I really wanted to see them make a pass at Aaron Gordon. That's that's what I really, I really wanted that for Boston. But they, you know, they won the 48. Yeah, I was I was rude. I was rooting for us to get Aaron Gordon. I mean, they 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 shot that hope in the leg pretty early on. But um, I'll I'll never forget to say that um, a team of ten Marcus Smarts would absolutely win the finals. Oh. We just uh, we just need a few we just need a few more Marcus Smarts, and uh, then we'll go we'll get there. 
I mean, I I can imagine that as a, as as a, as a fan of a team without Marcus Smart, you're gonna uh, you're gonna you're gonna hate him, loathe him. He's gonna be the most irritating man you've ever seen. But as a Celtics fan, there's no one I would rather have um, on my on my team. He's 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 depth. He's defense. He shoots well when he needs to. He's a bit streaky at times, but I mean, can you take the good with the bad? Um, I think that uh, he's he's the exact kind of player that we need more of, but. There is only one of them, and um, a guy like Aaron Gordon would bring sort of similar similar energy, do a lot of the same stuff coming off the bench if he needed to. Maybe put him in the starting lineup. You know, we, we do have a lot of scores, but um, we have a lot of the similar problems to the Nets. I mean, neither team staying healthy. Both teams got a plenty of scores. There may be a serious gap in talent right there. I'm not saying that we are, you know, KD, Harden, and Kyrie all at once, but the the problems are reflective. I mean, I, just look at what Gordon's done for Denver. I mean, he came in and didn't they what they rattle off like eight straight, nine straight wins, something like that. As soon as he was on mm-hmm. the team, he was. I mean, he was getting passes he never got in Orlando. Nobody on that team was as good a passer as Jokic. And you know, I that would have been a huge move for Boston. That would have at least made sure that they were going to be in the playoffs and probably have a home court advantage in that first round. And I mean, they didn't get it, and it shows that like when players like Aaron Gordon get into the right system, like, you know, you're able to do things like that. And I mean, Jamal Murray going down hurt the Nuggets, but them adding Gordon, I think, made them scary good, especially when Murray gets healthy again. I mean, I ain't got nothing for Denver. I I, I ain't got nothing. I wasn't sold on Denver before Aaron. And I like Aaron Gordon a lot. I love me some Casper Jones. Aaron Gordon is that guy. I, I like him a lot. I, I, I could, I'm glad he got out of Orlando, but Denver – some of them went to Denver. First day, I was like, "Ah, why did he have to go there? Why did he have to go there?" I, I'm look. I cannot unsee Denver going down three one twice in the same playoffs. If you go down three one twice in the same playoff year, I, I, I don't have nothing for you. And of course, they got buzz all by the Lakers. But I, I think they was they they was riding a good lucky wave. So I'm I'm not really on Denver like that. I, I'm just really not. I do want to keep it in the West Coast now. Number nine seed Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, it always seems like we forgot about him. And then he makes 73s and 10 games and reemerges in the MVP race after having a very solid season so far. Who? Curry. Steph. I'm not, I'm, not say, I'm not saying he's going to win, but he's in top five now. I don't know. I, I, I do think that, that maybe you need to be winning games to be to be deserving of the MVP. I mean, you need to bring you need to bring a significant value to a significant enough value to your team that they wouldn't be in the position they're in without you. And being the different, you know, Steph Curry, maybe the difference between the Warriors being the 15 and the nine seed, but they are still the nine seed. I mean, he's yeah. they may be worse than the Timberwolves without him, but I mean, they're not better than the Grizzlies or the Mavs or the Blazers with him. So in. It, that Steph Curry change, changes the way the game's played sometimes, and um, I, I can't deny his impact on NBA history. And I can't deny how hot a streak he's having. I think he's what eleven straight games with thirty plus points right now, and counting. Um, but MVP, I would love. I, I think that he he'll always deserve a mention in the conversation just for what he does for his team. But unless his team's a top three seed, he doesn't really have a shot. Yeah, that was my problem with Damian Lillard last year, and. I mean, and Steph Curry's better than Damian Lillard. So if Damian Lillard gets votes, Steph Curry deserves a couple of votes. 
he better not win. I mean, there's too many great players that are on winning teams, but I feel like top five is fair. I mean, it should be four or five, maybe six or seven, but it's, you can't deny what he's doing. He's, there's very few players. You can name all the players on one hand that have had a greater impact on the game than Steph Curry, but, but he shouldn't win MVP. He should get votes, but I mean, there's way more cap, way more competent and capable players on winning teams that deserve it. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to win the whole thing, but after this incredible stretch he's been on for a week and a half, he's definitely going to get some love just because of a recency bias and now propelling this team into a, almost securing a play in spot, especially now being the nine seed. So I think what he's doing we've just forgotten about, especially last year, he didn't play much this year. He just did the usual thing, but they weren't the golden state warriors of the KD years. And even the year before KD got there with the 73 wins. So we took him for granted, but now he's back. And I think we should, we're all just appreciating him this time around. Yeah. it's You can appreciate somebody and, and not put them in the MVP. I mean, because the thing, and you said it, you, you said it right there. He, this is a nice streak. There's a difference between having a nice – but here's the difference. You know, Steph is having a nice streak. Joker's having a nice season. And yeah, I'm not saying he's going to win. Jokic is going to win. But if we're talking about just MVP votes for the sake of having a conversation, Steph Curry is probably going to get more than Paul George, who's had an also solid season. Nobody's talking about Giannis. I mean, that's just because you're not allowed to win three MVPs. It just goes that, against what the media I mean, wants. You know, but Giannis is – he's amazing. And he's just as good as he was last year and every single year he's won MVP. But but they're going to give it to Jokic. So they might give it to Embiid. They're not going to give it to Giannis. I mean, you can book that right now. No matter how good he plays, it doesn't matter if he scores 50 in every single game for the rest of the season. The media won't let it go to Giannis. They'll keep talking about somebody who hasn't won it yet, and that's just how it works. I, I'd like to see Joel Embiid get it. I, me personally, I would like to see that. Joker's cool too. But and I know my dog George would love to see that. That would just tickle him pink. But um, I would I, I I'd give it to Embiid myself. Now actually, but if I wasn't gonna give it to Embiid, believe it or not, my guy, I, it'd be Chris Paul. I I would be I would give it to Chris Paul because look, he's got the Suns winning. He hadn't been hurt. He's impacting the team. He's he's getting point. Now he ain't averaging 30 or nothing, but you know, he's made everything. I would give it to Chris Paul if I wasn't gonna give it to Embiid. That's actually my number two guy. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say you're probably 100 percent right. I mean, it's not it's supposed to be the most valuable player, not the most valuable player who happens to score the most points. I mean, right. this, this isn't a scoring title, and uh, he's had a bigger impact on the Suns than Devin Book has had. Correct. I mean, you can't you can't deny that the second seed in the NBA right now. They're above the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Blazers, everybody. I mean, yeah, they got the they got the Western Conference. They're, they're pretty much a lock for the second seed or worst at this point, and that's a shocking statement if you told me that this time last year. But here we are. I mean, Chris Paul this I, year. I is, think he I think he warrants more than Steph to me. I would say yeah, so. I can agree with that. Yeah, Chris Paul this year is like a just a carbon copy of what Jimmy Butler was last year. You take a, a team with a, a good young roster and you add that that one guy with, with that great mentality that can give you 30, can give you 10 um, on any given night, and all of a sudden that team has gone from first-round exit, but you know they're good and they're getting better, to this team might make it to the finals. And the Heat did make it to the finals last year, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Suns did that and if Chris Paul played a similar role to what Jimmy Butler played last year for the Heat. The, the thing – and I think uh, 
it's three people. I think they do it just about better than anybody in the league right now. LeBron James, Jimmy Butler, Steph to a degree, and Chris Paul. I think all three of them got one thing, four of them got one thing in common, and that's leadership. You know what I mean? It's how you can talk to people and what you can get out of people, that can go miles. Like, if you look at anywhere those players get, between the Steph, LeBron, Jimmy, and Chris Paul, wherever they done went, that team has gotten better. And then you look at what happens when they left, they evaporate. Everything, Jimmy Butler, he was good, good. Everywhere he went, whenever they – well, Philly came up now. But they were all bad. We know the destruction LeBron leaves in his wake when he leaves the franchise. And we see what OKC was last year, and we see what they are now. Although I like Shea Gillis. He, he's shaking it a little bit. And we saw what uh, uh, the Suns did. Now, they showed out in the bubble 8-0, but they missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs, and that's what happened. And now look at them, second seed. Bet you they don't miss it this year. <laughs> so I think leadership, that goes a, while, a ways, and I don't think anybody talks about that. I don't th- Well, at least they don't talk about it a lot. Those are those are great leaders, great leaders. And I, I think that's – I think that's – and I think Chris Paul, I mean, he's the president of the Players Union. Yeah. So – or, yeah, yeah, because Kyrie's vice president. So, yeah. If I wasn't giving it to Embiid, I would go for Chris Paul. That's a long shot, but you made a good case for him. I mean, I'm kind of will. I'd be willing to give him an underdog vote for sure. So Wayne brings up leaders, and next Thursday is the NFL draft full of potential quarterback leaders of teams. I think right now, nine days before, Trevor Lawrence, safe to say he's going number one. Zach Wilson, safe to say, number two. After that, we don't know who. We know how Garrett feels about potentially Justin Fields later on. Yeston, who is the third quarterback taken? Uh, I mean, I, I'm rooted. I'm really rooted for Justin Fields. I want. I like. I like. I want it for him. Um, he's, he's sort of. He's been. He's backed by Josh Allen, and you know that's my boy. So um, I can't. I can't help but root for him, but I just don't see San Francisco going outside Mac Jones. They got, I mean, they've clearly got a vested interest, and uh, they were they went up to three for a reason, you know. They could have targeted four or five. I mean, Atlanta and Cincy both have more diverse needs, you know. They're not looking for QBs right now. They, should have, they would have been willing to trade back. So why do you shoot as high as three if you don't have a specific target in mind? And the only guy they've shown that significant interest in to me is uh, Mac Jones. I mean, I agree with that com- completely because I have no clue what they're going to do. But with every, every single day that passes, it becomes more and more likely to me that Justin Fields is that pick at three. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see through that smoke. I, I feel like it's a smoke screen. I feel like Justin Fields. Plus, he, I mean, he's, you already got Jimmy G. Let, the, let him learn. He can't step in day one and start. I know that for a fact. So let him learn in San Fran. I feel like that's a perfect pick. That's why I have them uh, – drafting in my mock draft that I'm working on right now. And I, I 100% am confident if I was a betting man, I'm, I'm taking Justin Fields, but I can see an argument for a bunch of players because they've left the door open for so many options with that pick. Yeah. I fully, I mean, I fully agree. I'm, like I said, I'm rooting for fields all the way. Um, I just don't know how much of, uh, how much of this, you know, this fields of Jones drama is smoke and how much is legit. I mean, it's so hard to, to, to track and trace and see where all this is coming from. But uh, I, I'd i be shocked if they picked outside 
Mac Jones, but if it's Justin Fields, then I think it's a brilliant pick. I agree 100%. Let me ask y'all something. Are y'all sure Trevor Lawrence is what y'all say he is? Or people say? All right, Trevor Lawrence has that that Andrew Luck, that John Al- that John Elway, that he's going to come in and he's already got the hype. He's already done everything in college you're supposed to do. He's he's when you look at a number one pick in the draft, you think of guys like Trevor Lawrence. Will he have the best career out of all these quarterbacks? I don't know. Given his situation, given the situations of the guys drafted behind him, I don't know. I think he will. Could I see Zach Wilson becoming the next Aaron Rodgers in Mahomes? He has that arm talent, yeah. Could I see somebody that goes later in the first round, even second or third round, having a better career just because of their situation? Yeah. But I, I think Trevor Lawrence is that guy. I mean, he's he hasn't proven himself to not be that guy at any stage in his career, in my opinion. I mean, I think that uh, I think that Lawrence absolutely deserves to be the number one overall pick, and it's fully expected to be. You know, the hype is legitimate. He's clearly the best quarterback prospect out there. I mean, even if even before the media declared him the clear number one, I mean, people were talking two years ago about you know, oh shit, okay, I guess we'll just tank for Trevor. That was a thing. Like, like as soon as the tank for Tua hype died, everyone immediately moved on to Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think that this is the third straight year that you've had a clear number one best quarterback prospect, and you take the best prospect available, right? Um, but it's the third straight year where we've had a clear, definite number one pick as the quarterback in this draft, and it's been, you know, Lawrence this year, Burrow last year. Um, it was uh, Murray the year before that. And the you know, you got to go all the way back to the 2018 draft to find a place where they didn't immediately know who quarterback, who QB1 was. And that was where the, you know, the Jets take, uh, sorry, the um, Browns taking first overall, they took Baker Mayfield. But that was uh, a questionable pick at the time. People weren't sold. People, he wasn't a consensus number one. Uh, you know, people thought it could be any, pretty much any of the, uh, any of the agreed upon top three at the time. You know, it could have been Donald. It could have been, um, Rosen even could, could have been Rosen. Mayfield. I know it feels weird to say that in hindsight, but the hype at the time, Rosen, I mean, when the Bills traded up and took Josh Allen, everyone was shocked because Rosen was right there on the board. They probably was, would have been able to get him. He was number and, one on a lot of mocks. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody saw him having this dream career. I mean, no one even really thought about Lamar Jackson in the same way. He was definitely the fourth or fifth best prospect um, at the time. He was considered it. But um, it's hard not to buy into the hype when there is such a consensus number one. Everyone agrees that Lawrence is the best in this draft. Everyone's already got him in Jacksonville. You know, he's already donated to Jacksonville Jaguars charities right now. I saw a headline today. Um, I mean, it's such a clear and definite thing. It seems like he's too good to fail. But the NFL is a completely different game from the college. He, uh, there's no guarantee he's going to translate. I think that he has the best chance out of anybody in potentially the last two drafts at quarterback to make it in this league. But you don't know until he gets that. I don't think he's going to do what people say. I mean, I think he'll go number one. because okay. I mean, because people are doing it. But here's why. Because I look at – I look at character. I look at character, what you did in college, how you did in college, and where you're going. Because, see, the thing, Clemson was straight. Clemson was juiced. You know what I'm saying? And he's not going to have Clemson talent in Jacksonville. You know what I mean? So, I don't know how well – you're going to be able to deal with adversity on a consistent basis. And if you go into Jacksonville, you're going to be dealing with adversity a lot. You're going to be down a lot. You know, you ain't going to get getting pulled out in the third quarter like, like you would. You ain't going to just be throwing just all you want to. You're not going to be doing that. And so then when I look at that, 
I'm looking at the character, how you handle it. And then I look at some of them comments he had, which ain't dooming football ain't the end all to be all. Okay, that's fine. I understand why you said it. But there are people that football is their life. Football is all they got. That's all they have come from the gutter. And then I look at you and you say, oh, well, you know, whatever. If I win the Super Bowl, great. We lose, cool, whatever. That's not a guy I really want in my foxhole because I put too much into this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, th- there's a, a locker room full of guys, whether on the two-way contracts, trying to make it from undrafted, you know what I'm saying, practice squad people, you know, putting their life on the line. Trevor, he made it good one way or the other. He's fine. And so if he's getting down with Jacksonville, we can agree, you know, they finna be down there. And I don't want a guy under center that's just like, well, we lose, we lose. Cool. I, I needed somebody that's, that's going to bother them a little bit. I need that. So, yeah, he might be talented. And like you said, less than we don't know because, you know, football and NCAA is two different things. But we, he's already said that if it don't work out, he's fine one way or the other. I just don't see that that moxie, that drive, that that try hard. And I'm not even sure. And I, it, the will and how you do it matters. So I, I, I'm just not in love with Trevor like that. And people just in love. Like it's not even a discussion. Like it's not even a, a discussion, and I and I see people. Justin Fields was like number two before when we was watching football. Justin was like number two, but now all of a sudden he's falling and falling, and I'm just like, well, wait a minute, did did he throw an interception? Hold on, now y'all are way plugged into me, but did Justin Fields throw an interception yesterday? Did he fumble the ball? Did he cost him the game yesterday? Didn't happen. No, no, I have a weird feeling he didn't. Right. I, mean, you know, I mean, like, he's probably practicing. I'm sure he did throw one just by accident. I mean, it, it is practice. Right. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I, 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 I'm, I, I get Trevor's going to go number one. That's fine. But I, 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 I'm not sold on him, y'all. I ain't going to tell you no lie. And I, I would be looking. I, I would be, I would be looking. And I, and be honest with you, I think I would get Justin Fields number one. Mm. I think I would. Ooh, I mean I, that's a bold take, and I like I, mean, I said, I, I I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I love Justin Fields. I want him to succeed. I'm rooting for him. But I need as, somebody a, as an Ohio State fan. Fire. I, I need somebody that's gonna show me some some fire because you know you can be talented, but talent only gonna get yourself so far. Hell, Jameis Winston's talented. Let, uh, is he on a Hall of Fame trajectory? You see what I mean? So all these guys are talented. I'm not saying he just gonna be Jamarcus Russell either, but I just. I, I just, I'm just, I, I just, I just can't get there with Trevor. Just like after how I seen it and what he was with Clemson, because it, it's not gonna be there. That that is not gonna, it's not gonna be like that. And where you get drafted matters. If he was going to something like saying he was going to like a Carolina or a Giants, you know, a Tampa Bay, somewhere with some weapons. You're gonna work with something, but you're going out there where they got a swimming pool in the front row. So. <laughs> Yeah, but that sells tickets. They they need people to go to these games so that they can pay him this eventual fifth year, twenty five plus million dollar contract. And yeah, it looks bleak right now. But most of the first teams. So okay, if he went to the Jets, just as bleak as Jacksonville, the 49ers, They had to trade way up. But I don't think that after having what they have invested in Garoppolo, they would have traded all the way up to one to get Lawrence. So every situation would have been bleak. It's not like he's going to stay at Clemson another year and risk injury to then right. still go number one to an equally bleak situation. So, yeah, was- he might not have 
the intangibles from a leader's perspective. But when you look at the on the field stuff, you got to you got to be able to like live with that decision if he doesn't work out. If I'm if I'm Jacksonville and the more I'm talking about it with y'all, the more I'm going to say it. So I'm going to say it right here. If I'm Jacksonville, I'm trading for, for San Fran, the number three pick, and I'm going to get Justin Fields. I don't think Justin Fields can start day one. I mean, there's no denying at his peak. But he doesn't have to. He could, I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I'm just saying this dude needs some time. He has – he could arguably be – his ceiling is as good as anybody's in this draft. There's no denying that. But as an Ohio State fan, watching some of the games he's played, he needs things – people are going to figure it out. And he needs to, time to learn, to, to sit in the scheme. And that's why teams like San Fran – can sit back at three and he doesn't need to see the field right away. And that's the best case for him. If Justin Fields is going to be the best player from this draft in terms of quarterbacks, it's going to be because he sat for a year and learned and got better in the NFL system and then rose. I mean, there's so many cases of people doing that and improving. And and there's so many cases of it not working, but with fields, it's going to work. If he finds success, it's going to be from learning before starting, from watching from the sidelines and making adjustments that he wasn't able to make in college. See, okay, I, I, I'm, I agree that at first, you know, even if you take him first overall, he wouldn't have to, you know, you, he, he, you do want a guy who's going to start right away immediately. You want that faith and the confidence that he's going to um, succeed. And at worst, you want to put him on the field so he can get those reps. But um, I think that if he if he did get taken first overall by Jacksonville, they'd need to pick up a veteran QB to fill the hole if he was going to sit on the bench, someone who he can actually learn from. But there's not exactly the cream of the crop available right now. And who does Jacksonville have behind what? I think they've got just Jake Luton at QB right now. Is Gardner still over there? Or is he gone? Yeah, Minshew's still there. Oh, uh, Minshew? Yeah. But I mean, Minshew's not going. Minshew's just as young. He's not going to provide any leadership. Neither is Luton. I mean, they um, there are a couple guys available right now, and that's it. It's not. It's not a good list. They don't exactly have a uh, a plethora of talent available in the QB position. I mean, if you got to get Trevor, go ahead and get him. But to me, I'm just not just in love with him like other everybody else. Hmm. Because- it's not how he looked in Clemson. I don't think he's just going to set it off like that. I, I just don't. And maybe that's me. And, you know, I'm sure the sports wave will kill me for it. And that's fine because Lord knows I'd be slammed as it is. But it's – I'm just I'm just not a Trevor Lawrence guy. I would get Justin Fields. What about Trey Lance? I don't Have know, Jack. Trey Lance? <laughs> I, I know the name. I can't even tell you what school he played for. I ain't going to tell you no lie. Come on, you that don't know about the pride of North Dakota factor. State? Oh. Ain't that where homeboy went? Uh, Carson Wentz? Yeah. Huh. QBU. Well, well, I mean, he might be able to do something. So, he he, gonna, he, he's, he ain't used to working with the cream of the crop. So, I like that. Mm. I, I like that. So, try him out. Sure. I guess he'll Lance, be number Lance is going four. There's gonna be four quarterbacks in the first four picks. I'm telling, I'm saying it right now. So when we we can come on and do this later, and I can be wrong, I can get flamed for it. But if I'm I, right, I, the the guy to get to me, to me, to me, yeah, Justin Fields is well, him notwithstanding. But I'm I'm looking at Kyle Pitts and uh, yes. and the dude from uh, what's his name, Joe Horn's son, the cornerback, JC. 
Yeah, I think people sleeping on him too. And Patrick Sertan. I think those those are the three I really like the most. I like I like him. I like Patrick Sertan and I like Kyle Pitts. But and them oh and Justin Fields. So them four right there, them the ones I like the most. Trevor, I mean, yeah, God bless them. But it's just I need somebody that's gonna give me something. I think those guys give me a little more. Yeah, and I know it brings the fire, right? Yeah, I need that brimstone. I need yeah. something. Ian I don't Buck. need I'm one way or the other. <laughs> Because I put too much into this. I mean, but I'm, did I'm, you really put that much into it? Like, they won one game. Like, they couldn't have put that much into it. But I get what you're saying, you know, from – I get what you're saying, though. You're going to yeah, put I a lot so. of time and resources and a lot of money into this guy. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you something, Steven. All right. So, you – we let's say we, we co-hosting this podcast together. Let's just say we do that together. And then I, I just come in like, hey, Wayne, I need you to go ahead and and and, and bring it and holler because they say I'd be in here shouting. But and I'm just like, I, I might shout. I may not. If we can get some good food, you know, I'm just, it don't matter. What if I just sat here and just did this? Oh, yeah, cool. Whatever. It ain't one way. This If this podcast blow up, great. If it don't, whatever. I ain't going to put into it because, you know, I got other podcasts. You know, I can go, you know, play Mortal Kombat. I can go. Go play 2K. I can go lay up with. Oh Lord, anyway, I can. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I got other things to do. How? How? how are you gonna want to do this show and be moving forward? <laughs> yeah. This okay. If if you're yeah. comparing this to Trevor Lawrence, yeah. What? Okay. What he said I, was bad, but. So you've heard it here for here first, guys, right? Uh, Wayne is not Trevor Lawrence. No. Although I haven't seen them in the same room together at the same time, so no guarantees. So what you're saying is, Wayne, is that if you, if podcasting was an NFL quarterback and you were in the draft this year, you would want to be Justin Fields more than Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. So you're saying that if you were building a team right now, because Trevor Lawrence has all the talent in the world, the best ranked prospects into Andrew Luck, because he said he doesn't care if he wins or loses, you wouldn't take him just for that. Because I can depend on you. If I'm looking at a quarterback and I need a quarterback, I need leadership because your talent, you know what I mean? Talent can, talent can only get you so far, but your, your work ethic and how you approach things and how you approach stuff, you good one way or other. Cause you got this nice wife, you know, you got all this money to get your family good. I don't need that. You got your little pretty little hair and everything. So I, I need something that's going to be tough. And I need somebody that's the leadership, somebody that's going to, you know, get up in guys. Because, you know what I mean, I need somebody going to do something in the locker room when we're feeling down and defeated after we take a loss, after a heartbreaking loss and we lose to a division four or something. Like, I don't need somebody that's going to be like, eh, all right, cool, you know. And he, maybe he could be – and he had to try to, you know, counteract it so he could try to do a little rah-rah, but you say what's in your heart, and that's in his heart. So, I mean, you can't – you being able to throw the football 60 yards does nothing for you bringing the morale up. That does nothing because that's going to be a day where you, your, your wide receiver can't hold on to the ball for whatever reason. It's going to be a day your team is down. It's going to be a time you down. It's going to be a time they take the passing game away from you. Then what do you do? How are you going to keep them guys motivated? How are you going to make them believe? How are you going to make your foxhole do something to make them play better than what they really are? If you a leader, I need that. I need that. I need to be able to run for a wall for my quarterback. I need that. And I don't know if Trevor has that. And based on what I heard, he doesn't. 
And if I'm, I'm looking at leadership, that's what it's about. To me, as, as a quarterback, yeah, I, I like to throw and all that in the pretty pass, but every throw you not every throw is not going to be a sixty yard bomb. That's not the NFL. So the last thing and I want to ask you, the last thing I wanted to ask you, Wayne, before I let you guys go, Justin yep. Fields having to not play his first year at Georgia and then transferring, that doesn't say anything bad to you about his leadership. I mean, it's his first year, right? I'd say, I'd, I'd, get, I'd honestly say, give him a I mean, What were you doing at ninety? I mean, yeah, how was he? Obviously, now looking at it later on in life, he was obviously the best quarterback that they had, so he obviously would have played. But the fact that he needed to get out so desperately—that doesn't concern you at all. Oh, I mean, you want to look for the best opportunity for your career. I mean, if he if he goes to a place where he knows he can win and he's willing to, you know, he's he's gonna win. He's gonna be willing to run through a wolf for those guys, but they need to be willing to do the same to him. So yeah, it don't it don't bother me in the slightest. If right. I'm Jacksonville, I want Justin Fields over Triple. Okay. So that is the last thought that I will leave you guys with. A big thank you to Wayne Diesel, Yesen Harris, Garrett Couch-Ray. A big week coming up next week. A lot of draft stuff we are pumping out. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Wavelengths Pod, at the Sports Wave Official. Full episodes on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Thanks to everybody for joining. Hope everyone stays safe. Oh. Yeah. And have a good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah.